Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus welcome to reader syndicate 3.0 the next evolution of the look into counterculture that is canon my name is Matthew, owner of Riot Seeds, and this started as a one-man mission for strain history and breeding science. Over time, it's evolved into something bigger, better, and more of a team effort. We will be joined by members of the Canaluminati and other friends throughout the seasons to hear their takes on grow techniques, breeding science, strain history, and more. Our mission is to combat the narrative that corporate cannabis and seed posers are obfuscating for their own financial benefit. Welcome to the underground. We are the syndicate. Hey everyone, welcome to Breeder Syndicate. I'm Matthew. I'm not going to be on this show this week. Uh, we kind of are trying to experiment a little bit with other people running it. Uh, but when I'm down or I have to get other stuff done, I mean, that's always been kind of the goal and Thousand's helped a bunch with that. So this week it's going to be run by Thousand and Kush uh, of the Giants. But we're also going to have um, uh, well, Curse of the Giants, Little Hill, and Peach. And it's going to be talking about like the outdoor results, strain specific type stuff, what does well outdoor. It's a really interesting episode. You guys know me. I really don't like outdoor stuff, but I'm pretty impressed with how well they did. Real proud of it. So I'm stoked to put it out there. And with that, we'll kick it off. I just didn't want to just crash into it. So see you in two weeks. Thanks. All right. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Breeder Syndicate. Uh, tonight, I will be your host, Thousandfold, and uh, we are without Matt. Um, some context, uh, he's having a little bit of uh, tooth trouble, but also uh, we were eventually hoping that Kush could actually host this himself. So we're, we're sort of on the way to that, too. Um, but uh, I am here for tonight, uh, but I'm going to let Kush run the show. So uh, we are joined tonight by Little Hill, Peaches, Kush of the Giants, all uh, all crew members that uh, some of you would have met before on, on the show. Uh, and yeah, without f- further, ad- further ado, I'll hand it over to Kush. Oh, well, first of all, I wanted to thank Little Hill and Peaches for tagging along and, and doing this conversation with me. Um, and essentially tonight, uh, we're just going to do a small outdoor recap of the uh, the season that we had for outdoor last year, um, the cleanup and the prep that we we have for for next season, um, we're going to be talking about what strains we liked last fall and uh, you know what worked well, what didn't, and then we're going to wrap it all up by talking about what we're excited to grow for this upcoming season. 
Um, it's not going to be a super long episode. It's, uh, you know, it's going to be short and sweet and just kind of recap the season and have a discussion about everything that we did. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, so we'll, we'll start it off with just what what did you grow this last outdoor season that really worked well with you? What 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 were the ones that stood out to you and um, to, in, in your in your mind, what was your favorite? Um, for me personally, the highlight of last year's outdoor grow were the sweet 16 hybrids that CSI sent my way. And, and I, I played with them and I've, I follow my nose a lot when it comes to cannabis, um, especially for selecting stuff that I like. My nose is usually one of my, my main things that I aim after. And all of these sweet 16 hybrids were, just incredibly strong pungent um i was just at a party a couple weekends ago and i brought some of the sweet 16 pineapple and every time i cracked the jar or people across the room would go geez man what is in that and it's just the the floral notes that come off of it stand out to me out of out of a lot of the stuff that i grew um from this last year the uh I, and I got to see its expression across um, multiple hybrids. I tried Sweet 16 to Pineapple, Sweet 16 to Humble Uppercut, and I tried four different Sweet 16 to Kim D's. And they all expressed that um, wine, fermenting fruit, just really strong odor. Every time you crack a jar, it, it hits you like a like like something that that's almost offensive to the nose. It's uh, it's so strong in its odor. Um, so yeah, I, this year for me, the the sweet sixteen hybrids. I wasn't expecting um much out of them, but man, they blew my socks off. I'm super happy that I so, got to try those. Just wanted to needle you a bit about this because you, you're talking about uh, how is how are the effects? Are you implying that the effects quite, they're not quite as strong as some of the other plants? Um, so the sweet 16 pineapple was, uh, was sativa leaner, wasn't as strong as the other two hybrids, but, um, they were all, when I'm talking about pungent, I'm, I'm talking about the smell specifically on the nose. Um, they were all great smoke, the sativa leaner not being as, um, heavy, but they, they were all very potent, very resinous strains, nice. completely, completely covered in resin. I was impressed with uh, I was impressed with what I saw through, through it. The uh, sweet sixteen that he used has a has a strong genetic backbone because you could see the similarities across the the multiple cultivars he crossed it to. So yeah, that I mean, the, w one of the other big ones this year that I really enjoyed from CSI was the Triangle Kush Girl Scout cookies. Um, it's another one of his Girl Scout cookie hybrids that I grew that kind of just grows itself i don't have to i don't have to baby it and it just really flourishes in my environment it comes out per like it comes out almost perfect to what i prefer smoking out of cannabis is just a, a really good pain relief uh has great uh citrus great great cushy smells and, and it looks really good in the bag so once again uh, continually this is the fourth year in a row that i've tried a couple of different Girl Scout cookie hybrids from CSI's library, and they all continually provide this really great smoke for me. Um, yeah, I got some more that I 
want to talk about from last year, but I'm going to go ahead and ask Little Hill, you know, what were some of the standouts from your garden last year? What were some things that, that really stood out to you? Um, I grew, I, I grew a lot of new stuff this year. Um, I had a little extra space to work with and I wanted to figure out what was going to work for me outdoors um, with, I've been grown strictly outdoors in quite some time. It's probably been, I don't know, six years or so or seven years. And uh, so like, you know, with new strains and what's, what's popular, I, I am a, a commercial guy. Um, I just had to figure out what was going to work in my environment, finish and, and do well for my growth style, which is pretty hands-off organic. Um, I, the the standouts that I that I that I that I'm gonna run again next year were mochi runs and I don't know who that strain came from. It was a clone from a commercial nursery. Um, it's a runs plant, but but much more vigorous and really high testing and THC and the candy flavor came through and the color came through and really a really a vigorous plant. So I was I was a little hesitant to run anything runs because I generally don't like it, but uh, that one definitely won me over. Another one was papaya bomb, which is a papaya to THC bomb cross, also from a commercial nursery. Um, huge flowers and just an old, like, late 90s, early 2000s type of smell of just, like, strong tropical fruit, hence its name, papaya. Um, you don't see a whole lot like that anymore, um, and it really kind of takes me back to, like, sweet tooth number three and and some of the stuff I grew when I first started growing. So I was really happy with that one. Um, funny you should mention those sweet 16 crosses. In this little side garden I, I had where I grew a bunch of seed and uh, some random clones I, I acquired, I, I did grow the sweet 16 clone. And I, I liked it a lot, not for commercial production, but as far right. as flavor and having yeah. something unique. Um, I love it. I enjoy the smoke. It's really tasty. It's not super potent. No, nope. but uh, it's it's a fun plant, and I still I still held on to the clone just to figuring out if my I might do something with it in the future or not. I'm not sure, but um, I, I really did enjoy that clone. And I know the guys that uh, Caleb got those genetics from. Um, w one of them's a very good friend. The other one's a good friend, but he's he's since moved away. Um, so I kind of I, I knew those those the precursors to that to those to those genetics, uh, you know. So which clone are we talking um, about right now? I forgot. Uh, Sweet sixteen. Um, Got it. Mm -hmm. It's a Mendo perps to a, a killer queen cross, and uh, uh, all all those guys are Mendo guys that that I knew pretty well. That we were all doing it back in it back in the the green rush heydays. Uh, so it's kind of cool to see that those genetics still sort of mixed up and 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 thriving, um, because they are unique. And and it was really a time when you could you could grow stuff that just like the smell jumped out of the bag, unlike now where it really seems like smell and flavors have all kind of gotten bland and right, you know, the same. So it's it's that's a fun one to grow. Um, that was my biggest. That was yeah. my biggest and like reason for liking that strain was the uniqueness of it. Um, I tried the Sweet right. 16 from Caleb, 
And the first time he cracked the jar and I put my nose in there, I was like, I've never smelled anything like this in cannabis before. The fermenting wine, you know, I, I, the the Blackberry Wine the 69. Huh? Yeah, this was at the party. Yeah. And he also yeah. had the Blackberry Wine, um, the 69. And both of them were like, these are unique terp profiles that I've never smelled in a plant before. And then those same terps seeing them in the uh, the three different hybrids that I got to try last year. I was like, oh, yeah, there's shades of it here, but just, you know, little influences from the Kim D or little influences from the Humble Duppercut. It, it really shone through and basically covered everything in frost and gave it a, a good nose. I can imagine the, the cross to pineapple was great for the nose. Pineapple was another cut sort of from that same era that all these same people were growing in some form or fashion because it's the nose jumped out of the bag and, and, and that's really what sold pot for us back then. And, and honestly that clone, the pineapple clone was always a farm favorite for that's everybody. Awesome. So and that, that's again, the stinkiest one. That's the sweet 16 pineapple, man. Yeah. I crack that and it's like rotten pineapples and people are looking I, at I, me like, what is I believe that? It. I believe it. I also grew a clone in my little side garden uh, from Caleb. Uh, I, he, he gave his brother a bunch of, uh, selections from girl scout cookies runts t1000 okay and good. so i i kind of i looked at some of the plants he had flowered out and i and i and i picked the one i liked the most um and i grew those out and uh you know just kind of like it's kind of like what the market seems to want or what they think they want just like per purple frosty weed mm -hmm. uh dense um not really my i've been wanting to ask you one thing little hill like on the t1000 like do you see it as a kind of um cookies alternate <laughs> or something mm, uh, way? no i see it more as an urkel alternate yeah with, yeah that makes sense yeah because it, it is a urkel leaning phenotype of the cross and so it's got some of it's like heavily like favors the urkel flavor and and it is a little squat um compared to some of the other phenotypes you get out of that crop cross um but it's just it just got added potency um added added vigor from the triangle kush um yeah and uh so yeah so uh, what else did i grow uh dog waltz s1s um i had oh, three yeah. of those from some really old speed yeah um that that was fun it was i only got three to pop out of 30. it was it was really really old seed 15 years old give or take um but uh one of them was pretty bland the other two had that smell one of them was green the other one was purple it was funny to see that variation i i kept cuts of both of the ones i liked um what else did i grow this year oh i grew sour of, uh... for the first time what I was, was going to say, one? before you go into the sour, oh. um, I just want to add that I don't know if I'm allowed to leak this, but there may be uh, that that um, the pool nuts cut um, has been found. Maybe I can say that. Huh. I don't know. I'm going to note that and just in case. And it tell hasn't me been. I don't think we've gotten it yet from the person who said they had it. Um, no. Though it's okay, supposed so to be you know, on the way, yeah. but. It's been a minute. We'll see what happens. Uh, I know how it goes. Everybody gets busy, so we will 
we'll see if it actually if we can actually get our hands on it and if it's actually the real one um i would love i it's my favorite weed all time so i'm i'm really looking forward to getting my hands back on it and and, and introducing it to sort of this modern market um it's it's a stinker it has a great high and uh it's it's just my favorite weed um so yeah those s1s uh were fun fun to smoke again um it's funny how and i think this is this is a good segue into sour diesels i i grew sour diesel for the first time in a long time and i grew a lot of it back in the day because there was strong still is strong demand for it but um it's funny how like your memory things are always better in your memory um, than 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 what they what they really were. So I, I feel like that's going yeah. on right now with sour diesel, where whether you have the the real cut or not, I feel like there's a lot of cuts that are so similar they're tough to tell apart. Um, the sour diesel I grew is exactly what I remember. So so there's that. But the the purple Kim dog or or, or the the dog waltz. Um, sometimes I call it purple Kim dog. Um, the poodle nuts it's got a lot of names uh i like i was smelling these these two finos i got and i was like man is this it it's not as gassy as i remember the grapes there but is the gas there you know is the flavor there it doesn't really burn my nostrils and i remember it burning my nostrils or is this just in my head that it'll never be as good as my memories of it just because i've i've built up this these thoughts in my head about how great it was because it's my favorite right. weed of all time and I think a little bit that of that's going on with sour diesel and everybody's saying like, this isn't the same one. It's not as this, it's not like that. And I'm like, well, you know, a lot of people don't want to admit that like maybe you're holding it on a pedestal in your mind and it, it's never gonna, it's, you're never going to be able to find the right one or grow it to what you thought it was in your mind. Right. And, yeah, and for also all they then, know, they could have had it and right. passed and then, by it thinking it wasn't. And then, exactly. And then add on, like, everybody's growing under LEDs now. Everything's different about how we grow and, and, and CO2. And so it's like they're not being grown in these, like, I mean, grow rooms in 2005 were, were, were so, like, Stone Age compared to where they're at now. Yeah. You know, with high-pressure right. sodium and carbon filters, and most people weren't running CO2 and 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 who knows what temperature and humidity fluctuations you were having at night and right. you know nobody was as dialed in as they are now so i don't i don't know like all those little things affect the plant so dramatically um on how it expresses itself especially sour diesel you know um yeah so i don't know just just my thoughts on that um so that's yeah that's 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 about that's about where i'm at with with what i like from last year hmm. It's funny you mentioned that with Sour D because um, I think it, it also kind of lends credence into volatile terps. Um, I grew a Chem 91 S1 and uh, a snitch-free Sour D last year that both exhibited the volatile Chem strong traits that you get on the nose, but the resin um, after harvest and after sitting in their jars, they, they morphed quite a bit and that, that, um, you know, that sour diesel that I'm used to smelling or that, that chem dog that I'm used to smelling it, it the, like you said, it, it, it changes or my perception of it has changed a little bit. Um, it's, it's not, 
it's not exactly what I thought it was every, you know, now that I've, I've gotten a chance to, to throw it in the garden. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't, everything, everything makes a difference. Your your curing process, your. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, yeah, it's... It, it is a finicky plant and those things are volatile and and everything makes a difference. And also a lot of us were probably growing at smaller scale 20 years ago or 15 years ago than we yeah. are now or, or, or vice versa. And, and like all those things just make a difference regardless right. of whether you think they are or not. It's every little yeah. thing is different now. Peaches, you, you and Buck also have a sour, correct? Maybe uh, not a bad segue yeah. for you, for you. Uh, yeah, we did uh, four of them outside this year, um, just in ten gallon pots on the back of the hill because all the big pots were filled. But uh, she did really good outside. She was a heavy feeder, um, definite heavy feeder. I could give her as much in her ten gallon as the forty fives were getting, and uh, it kept her happy. Wow. Um, so, but she did good, and honestly, it's it was it's one of my favorite smokes right now. Um, when it finally got dried and cured, uh, it tasted just like it used to taste back in the day. Like I remember getting it from up in the bay in like 2000, and uh, it was one of the first weed I ever tried that actually tasted good. Like it it coated your mouth. I never forgot that weed, and um, to smoke it again, it, it's it's there that's what it is like the turps are there um and it was it was a good plant i'm really happy with it i'm planning on putting it back out next year um a few more of them a little bigger um but i was happy with it it did good and then um so it, it was one of my favorites uh she went the sour went 11 weeks um all the way into november um but Luckily, she was smaller and no mold, no nothing. Like, she was a champ. They got rained nice. on um, and everything, and no mold. She purpled up really good, was a beautiful fall colors. Yeah, she uh, she was always mold resistant at my place. She could get rained on quite a bit and hold up. Yep, she got rained on, I want to say, like three or four times. And then, you know, towards the end, letting her finish up, she was getting the dew in the mornings. And I was a little worried, but nothing, no powdery mildew, no botrytis, just a real champ of a plant. Yeah, big flowers, but loose flowers. Definitely a loud airflow. Yeah. And then I squashed some of the flower uh, just recently into flower rosin. And um, I haven't got to smoke it yet, but man, was it, it was so terpy, it wouldn't come off the paper. It was so oily. It was one of those types that, you know, nice. that just so gassy smelling and stuff that it just, it, that, that rosin's not going to set up. <laughs> How was the yield on it? Um, I honestly, I haven't weighed it yet to see what it yielded. 
I literally pressed it on the last day and threw it in the freezer and came home with it and it's still in the freezer. So <laughs> it was it always did really well for, for yield and quality on the bubble hash. This was this was before rosin was even a thing. But uh yeah. it was always the first stuff we washed and it was the main stuff we wanted for bubble hash because it 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 just quantity and quality was always top notch on it. Oh, see, you should have never told me that because now I'm going to put more out on the hill next year. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> as, as long as you've got the climate for them to finish, they, they really do like that post-Halloween finish. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you got that climate, I say go for it. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. You know, it just, it all depends. Um, yeah. This year was a good year, though. It, it rained a little bit, but nothing major. Um, so it wasn't too bad because we don't have a greenhouse. So everything's just out there. So it's got to stand up to what mother nature brings to it. Cool. Other than the, uh, sour D what, what else in the garden did you grow last year that really stood out to you? Uh, the Barbara bud by uh, house of the great gardener. Um, I've been searching for peach chirps now for like five years and, uh, it's the first one that had peach chirps um several different phenos had it in it but there was one that she had it from start to finish and then um i just made flower rosin with her and it tastes like peaches huh. like, like artificial it, or like no candy. like a peach cup you know like oh. the little peach cups you used to get as a kid right and it's like sweet peach smelling wow it smells like that Huh. And That's interesting. I've like never that. encountered that before. It's the first time I've ever smelled peach in a string. Like, and then I, I only had one pheno I kept because she smelled all the way through. The other ones kind of changed, but uh, I saved the two that changed. And I did fresh frozen with them, and when I washed them and squashed them, that live rosin, when you stir it up, it smells like peaches. Wow. And they weren't even the pheno I kept. Huh. So, yeah, she's she, she's got those chirps in there. And she was another one. She did great in the rain, no mold. Um, now, <laughs> I, had, I only had five feminized seeds that I had put out, and every one was a different pheno. And one of those phenos didn't grow past two feet tall, was a mad bush. Like she reminded me of how Bubba used to grow um, or like the banana kush or Ella Confidential, just not tall, totally all leaf, horrible to prune. Um, <laughs> that pheno I would never keep. And then there was another one that was a sativa pheno that got, you know, nine feet tall, had open buds. That one I washed um, along with another one that was similar to that one. But my keeper pheno had the nice thick, dense buds, it had good coverage, sandy trichomes, and that peach smell. So um, I'm going to do her again next year because I was so impressed. Um, and then I have to say my one other standout on the hill that um, I wasn't too happy with the turp profiles because I got a lot of mandarin cookie-leaning ones was the peach crescendo because um, she's got some frost. Like, you go to trim her up, and you're, what, an eighth in, and you've already got to clean your scissors. Yeah, uh, yeah. So. 
And then a couple times I've smoked her in the last few days and I've caught a little hint of peach, like a fresh peach, but then it kind of changes almost into like a banana and then it kind of changes from there. So, and there's some potential in that one, but those were probably the ones I was the most happiest with. Yeah. Yeah, whenever I'm trimming and I'm, I, like you said, your scissors get gunked up way too fast. My mind always goes, ooh, I wonder how this would wash. You know, I'm always yep. <laughs> always thinking about the concentrates on that strain. Yep. Um, exactly. Something else I, I wanted to talk about before I uh, before I go on a couple other strains that I grew last year. Um, the papaya little hill that you grew, did, did you see any pink pistols uh, when you grew it outdoors? No, I didn't. Um, okay. I don't know if the original Papaya did that or not, but uh, um, this cross, none of that. I've, I, I've I know a lot of the modern Papaya people are talking about the pink pistols in it. Oh, wow. No, I didn't. I, I didn't see anything remotely close. Most of the pink pistol stuff is either Kim or OG lineage. Yep. Or uh, there, there is some other stuff. My buddy down in Hopland used to have uh, some guava kush that he made that okay. had some godbud from Hawaii in it. And there were phenotypes that would push out those hot pink pistols. But that's interesting. Yeah, that's 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 about it as far as I've seen from that. Okay. Yeah, both the Chem 91 and the Sweet 16 Chem 91s pushed pink pistols this year. They, they stayed pretty true to that. Yeah. Um, so there was a Sweet 16 Chem 91 cross? Or Kim D, not 91, sorry. Yeah, it was Sweet 16 to Kim D, not Kim 91. That sounds interesting. Very chemically, very salty, but also still like still mostly overpowered by that fermenting wine, fermenting fruit smell. Um, something else I wanted to talk about was the Appalachia crosses from High and Lonesome. Um, I got to try a plethora of them between my garden and my two, my best friend and my brother's garden. Um, I popped a bunch of Appalachia stuff, kept a, kept three or four for myself and gave them three or four each to, to grow out. And what I was really blown away with was the Appalachia old Betsy. Um, I mean, it was like a dead ringer for old piney Afghanistan just cushy old genetics, you know, bright green, dense buds with with fire red orange hairs. It was it was uh it was like being transported back to the, the early two thousands when I was you know first first messing around with buying weed and and before I started growing in like two thousand seven two thousand eight and the, before that I was picking up stuff that reminded me of that like uh, it, it was I was really impressed with what the Appalachia did outdoors across all the hybrids, really big, really vigorous, really healthy plants. And um, that funky orange, there's this mango funk that accommodates all of them. And it was, uh, it was most, it shown through mostly in the shore in the shoreline Appalachia, the shoreline Appalachia started off smelling like, um, just orange and vanilla or like those candied orange slices. And then after harvest and after it spent some time in the jar, it's just skunky, volatile smells that are dominate acrid. Acrid would be a great way 
to the to describe how uh, how funky the skunk smell is coming out of the shoreline Appalachia. And then um, another one that I was really impressed by in the Appalachia line was the Appalachia to the Lumpus headband. It was um, some of the best lemon terps that I've had in recent memories. Um, not the strongest lemon terps, like Lemon Party still holds the crown for me for lemon terps, but it, it was just a, a really good blend of cushy, full assault, um, instant onset heavy medication with a, with a nice like lemon drop flavor in it. I was really impressed with the Appalachia Lumpus headband. Um, my my brother got a chance to grow that one, and I didn't. And I liked it so much that I'm absolutely going to try it. Um, I'm probably going to try two or three plants of it next year. It was it was it was really impressive to me. And then um, what else did I grow? last year that i really like um yeah the the atw hybrids um the arcade train wreck hybrids from pack some of the most unique takes i've ever smelled on um terpenaline like the, <laughs> i got to grow a cat five and a mojo horizon my brother grew a cat five and a mojo horizon and then my best friend grew a mojo five and a cat what are the crosses for those the people know uh, those are dosi dose the category five is dosi dose hurricane to arcade train wreck and then the mojo risen is blue garlic to arcade train wreck um and the category fives were like mixed berry on top of terpenaline um kind of like a mixed berry crunch and still dominated by the by the tealine but hints of berry mixed in there and then the mojo risens were um super unique uh definitely terpenaline but more of a menthol i called it blueberry menthol when i would rub the the stalk or the stems i'd get like a blueberry menthol terpenaline but there's also this background layer of mushroom compost um i smelled it in the blue garlics at the party when i first smelled it i was like whoa it's like composting mushroom and then as i grew the mojo risens that blue garlic mushroom funk came through and it was it was very prevalent across the, all three plants in three different gardens do we and, know what's in the blue garlic um i believe the blue garlic is um i'm not sure right off the top of my head honestly i think it's I think it's GMO to the blue cookies, but I could be wrong. I think it's, yeah, I think it's yeah. blue cookies to GMO. Look it up really yeah, quick. Um, yeah, we'll circle we back come around back to, to it. As well. Yeah, yeah. I'll look it up when we get chatting about something else. Um, yeah, so so the stuff from Pack from from Goat Farm, I was re I really liked those ATW hybrids. It made me want to do the Blue Dream ATW, knowing <laughs> the knowing what's there. I'm running and, those and the, now. The potential. Oh yeah, what what do you? How yeah, far I'm you already seeing. Uh, they're not far. They're probably about twenty days in. Um, but okay. the balance of terpenaline and blueberry is quite. Uh, already quite apparent i mean obviously it's going to change over over the flowering okay. uh period but already i can kind of see like the different balances that each individual's you know um showing me which is really cool awesome. i've never 
I'll be honest, this whole time, you know, I know that the Syndicate crew generally are big fans of Terpinaline, but this is maybe the first time I've actually confirmed for myself what Terpinaline actually is. Because it's so obvious, okay. you know, with these. Then I'm like, okay, I right. know what I know what that is. I know what that is now. Cool. Right, yeah. right. I, I bet was, those uh, have a potential to be huge yielders. Um, yes. Train wreck crosses do, do great. Um, it just... Trainwreck is good in itself, but it needs a boost from something else. Usually a squat indica, but a blue dream is also a commercial yielder. Um, yeah, dude. You have potential for, for having really, really good weight on those. The vigor on these uh, was alarming to me. As someone who grows in like these basically micro spaces, this has been probably the most challenging um, line. <laughs> yeah. Blue dream is a, is a real narrow leaf and it's going to stretch and, and, and train wreck is like this weird mix of, you know, equatorial genetics and indica genetics where it also has a stretch, but it has like a very odd leaf shape. So it might look like an indica or, or pretend to be one for a while. And then it hits its stride <laughs> and, and, uh, and, I just, can, and just start stretching. And, and uh, I can the, tell the, you that, oh, sorry, you go, you finish. Oh, I was just going to say the, the stems on train wreck will stretch a lot and they won't break. They're, they're very rubbery. Yeah. Okay. And they'll yeah. bend. They will bend all the way over back onto the ground and not break. I'll say that I can definitely, uh, at least, you know, anecdotally corroborate what you're saying. Like the, the train wreck leaners are giving me trouble because they want to splay out. You know, they just want to flop over and take over yeah. like all the horizontal space. And then the blue yeah. dream leaners just want to go straight up. Yep. So yep. having yep. to do like very different <laughs> constraints for both of them. That's exactly what That's I would funny. expect. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Those late season train wreck plants, you tying them up and they're just all floppy all over the place, no matter what the weight, the weight on those thin branches is insane for train wreck. All right. That's, uh, that's where I think it gets its name from is. Because it looks support, like a train wreck. If you don't support it properly, it's just this, this whole maze of branches just flopped <laughs> over, laying on yeah. the ground. Um, it, I think that's where it gets its name, honestly. And 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 I, I mean, I've seen it in my own garden of of plants just completely falling over and pulling bamboo stakes out of the ground, falling like towards the south where the weight is, and I just take those bamboo stakes, pull them back, and the whole plant just pops right back up, and not a single broken branch. It's just, it's just what it, what it does, <laughs> right? Um, I, I wanted to ask Little Hill about um, his Phoenix um, stuff and how how he how he, how he thought it went. Oh, I know uh, that's like T one thousand adjacent, but you know, right. Uh, Phoenix is a T1000 to, to back to triangle. So it's a triangle back cross. I selected this Fino okay. four years ago, I think, or five, five seasons ago, um, 2019. And I've kind of had it on the back burner, just growing it a little bit here and there, but I really rolled out with it this year. And I, I knew the quality was there. I, I, I knew I liked the smoke. I knew it was going to do okay. Um, I, what actually <laughs> added bonus, it yielded really, really well in the outdoor beds. So, so that was cool. And I'm definitely going to roll out with it again next year and, and grow more of it. Um, 
I passed it to a few other people, including uh, CSI's brother in Trinity, and uh, it's been good enough to stick in their gardens and 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 take up you know some real estate in their gardens as well. Um, so I've I've been I've been absolutely happy, so happy with it as far as just like the quality of the smoke and the flavor I, I wanted to get, as well as the potency. And then on the the test results I've gotten back have both been. I think I've gotten three test results back and they've all been through the roof. Uh, high terpene levels uh, over one of them was over 3% terpenes, which is really good. Um, uh, and then just the added bonus was the yield. I didn't expect it to do quite as well as it did, but, but it did. And, and so that's, you know, I'm a commercial cultivator, but like I selected this based off of vigor, not yield. It, it, it had all the properties I wanted as far as flavor and structure. And then if you, vigor was a big part of that. Um, if you grow a big enough population, I grew 111 females out to pick this one and it was unique out of all of them. Sheesh. If you, you can really see a difference in vigor, vigor from seed. Um, I mean, all seed has its vigor for the, you know, for the most part, but there's these sports that stand out that just, you can't hold them back from growing and they outgrow their sisters. And, and this was in that group of maybe the top 10% uh, vigorous plants, which was just also another, again, an added bonus to I'm selecting for quality of flower for the most part. Um, and just to have it be in that top 10%, I think that's really what makes a commercially viable cut blue dreams in that same category where it just you can't hold it back from growing it's gonna grow and that's 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 part of what makes it such a good commercial cut um so just to have that added bonus like it's gonna be a quarter of my out, outdoor garden next year um and i'll probably grow it in some greenhouses as well phoenix is an awesome name for a back cross train like that yeah, yeah, I, I called it because it, it survived. It was the only mother I kept through the fire in 2020, and I'm kind of just like, all right. I, it needed a name. We were calling nice. it Back to the Triangle for a while, and, and I really like that name. But but I, I don't know. I just I just felt like Phoenix was was what we should do. The whole the cross should be called Back to the Triangle. I don't think I don't think Caleb ever named the, the back cross, but um, it's a good. <laughs> It's just a good. It's a good name. I, I got a giggle out of it. Yeah, like back to the triangle too. That one's got to get used. Yeah. All right, everyone. That's the end of the episode. Um, again, I'd like to thank uh, Kush the Giants, Little Hill, and Peaches for showing up and hanging out, and Thousand for running it. Um, don't forget, we have the new Sub Rob drop coming out with some Skunk Dog S1 Cross to Sour Dub, as well as the '98 Super Silver Haze Cut that people call the Cup Winning Shanti Cut, which we don't really know, but we know it's a great cut of Super Silver Haze Cross to Sour Dub. Fems, that's going to be on the right site. Um, we're going to be doing another drop of Blue Dream soon with uh, Goat Farm brand new releases. We haven't done yet with it or shown. Um, they've been done. We just haven't shown them, and they've been run. Um, also, keep your ears and eyes peeled for the TGA work because. As odd as it is to hear me announcing any new TGA stuff, it's happening. Um, Space Dude met a lot of other things that he probably should have met back in the day, and in my opinion and other people's opinions. So I'm really stoked about that. Um, I'm 
it's it's conflicting because it's TGA, you know. But I, uh, we love Miss Jill. We've always loved Miss Jill, and uh, man, I'm really stoked about it. I I believe Sub had a legacy with some cool stuff. Um, he made his name doing cool stuff, and regardless of how our relationship was, I think that no matter what, I can put my biases aside with that to make sure that, that legacy survives with extra cool shit still around, you know, with something he brought to the table really well in selecting the space dude. Um, with that said, we have seeds at Gert by Seeds in Australia. We have Right Seed Co. Europe. We have Lifted Seeds in the U.S. who can also take card directly. And soon, maybe, maybe, maybe South America and Brazil. Um, we'll see how it pans out. I think it's going well. So if it does, I'll definitely keep you guys posted in the future. And uh, yeah, with that, I'll probably see you guys in a few weeks. Um, until then, stay nice to each other as, as nice as you can be or only be mean to the ones who deserve it. Peace. Want to sit at the table with the syndicate? Check out our Patreon in our link tree or description below. Our merch site is officially live. We have all sorts of shirts, hoodies, and goodies to sort you out. And shipping is super fast. And most importantly, the quality is top notch. I've been saving old designs for years for this purpose, so please check it out. Syndicategear.com We also have an underground syndicate discord where we get together and solve old strain history together daily. It's an amazing community of learning away from IG, and it's an amazing resource for old catalogs and knowledge. We hope you join our union of breeders and growers. Come check it out.